Hey, welcome everybody. Here we are. It is Sunday night, and listen, we're going to have an incredible time uh, this evening. And uh, in fact, I have a guest with me this evening, all the way from New Zealand. So I want to say hi to everybody out there that is watching from uh, New Zealand and actually all over the world right now. And uh, this is what we're going to be talking about this evening. Just so you know, uh, we're going to be talking about the enemy within. Uh, we're going to be talking about the enemy within the church. We're going to be talking about some things that I believe are going to not only intrigue you, but you're going to need to have some information. We're going to talk about the problem within the American church. We're going to talk about the problem with the American politics. We're even going to move all the way over to Europe and talk a little bit about the Pope. Uh, and, and we're going to be talking about socialism and what is going on in America. So with that, I want to welcome uh, my guest this evening, Trevor Loudon, all the way from New Zealand. Thank you very much for joining us. It's not just me, it's everybody watching. Well, thank you, everybody, and thanks for having me, Pastor Thomas. It's an honor. This is going to be great. Okay, so I'm going to update our folks a little bit on you. Uh, you have three books that are out. I'm going to talk a little bit about those. In fact, we're probably going to talk a lot about those books. Okay. And then also you have some movies, and, and this is really intriguing. Uh, America... Under Siege, Antifa, America Under Siege, Civil War 2017, America Under Siege, Soviet Islam. Uh, we have this uh, DVD, uh, Enemies Within. And then also you have this book, White House Reds. So this is uh, incredible. I feel really blessed to have you here with me. Um, Trevor, I come from a side uh, that is based on Bible prophecy. Uh, that seems to be my focus over the last 25, almost 30 years now. And what's what I really like about this, you're coming from a different angle, and both of these things are meeting in the world that we yeah, have right yeah, now. Yeah, you can see it. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I got to ask you this. Let's just start here. Uh, you're from New Zealand. Why do you have an interest in What's going on in America and American politics? Well, look, I come from a little country that was saved during World War II from invasion by the Japanese army. It was a sacrifice of American soldiers and airmen and, 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 and sailors that stopped the, the Japanese at the battles of Midway and the Guadalcanal and, and the Coral Sea. We would have been done. And we understand that, that if you want to have a free world, you've got to have a free America. If America goes down, every free country falls. So anybody who cares about liberty has to care about the preservation of this republic. Yeah. We all depend on it. I, I totally get that. Uh, when I look at it from the prophecy side, I've been telling my audience this for a long time, that America, when it comes to Bible prophecy, is not the superpower it currently is. And this is what troubles me is people who understand that with the Bible, they say, well, then why, who cares then? Why just, why not just let it go and, and get this whole show on the road? That's totally the wrong attitude to have. Listen, biblically, you stand up for righteousness, you press forward. And what we are seeing happen right now is some very evil things. I would liken them to spiritually dark things that are happening in America. We have Marxism, uh, we have a march towards communism, and I, and I will love you to just talk about that. Educate our audience on what is happening in America, what's happening with Congress. I see Islamic supporters uh, in Congress. Um, I heard you talk about Marxists Mar in American uh, politics and not on the lower end, but even on the upper end of American yeah. politics. And it's disturbing. So tell us 
what it is that's going on in America in these uh, in these paths? Well, basically, we're in the midst of a communist revolution. That sounds a little bit over the top, but that's exactly where we are. And much of this is directed by China because China is mm. the rival right now. And so the Chinese deliberately spread the COVID to impact American politics, to, to wreck the economy, to destroy President Trump, and to cut the US military mm -hmm. budget. Then they, the Black Lives Matter riots. Black Lives Matter is run by Liberation Road. It's a pro-Chinese Communist Party. Liberation, Black Lives Matter is a Chinese Communist wow. operation. And then, to top that off, the, China, the same Chinese agents who run the Black Lives Matter also run a network of voter registration organizations in, se in several key states. You know, the, the big ones, Wisconsin, Michigan, mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, Arizona, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, the ones that mm -hmm. decided this, supposedly decided this election. So you've got a massive push by China to bring down Trump and bring down America because they see this country as the only one standing mm. in the way of world domination. And at the same time, you've had this massive infiltration going on since the 1960s of Marxists and socialists infiltrating the Democratic Party to the point, I say there's about 100 members of the US Congress and 25 members of the US Senate, including both of California's senators, who are so enmeshed in communism, working with the Chinese, working with the Cubans, they couldn't pass an FBI background check to drive a school bus in this county. But they are running things. And of the of the probably fifteen top the fifteen top Democratic contenders in this year in the mm -hmm. nineteen nineteen twenty the twenty nineteen twenty twenty presidential race about 13 of them have Marxist backgrounds, including all of the front runners, including Biden, including Harris, including cute Amy Klobuchar mm -hmm. of Minnesota, mm -hmm. nice Amy Klobuchar, including Pete Buttigieg, who, who Biden wants to make as Secretary of Defense. There's a massive Marxist infiltration of this country and it'll only take one more bad president to bring it to fruition. Yeah, this is this is uh, troubling news to say the least. It and, should and, be. And yeah. De Blasio, I've read De Blasio, New York City. Mm. Uh, he was raised in a Marxist home. Is yep. that right? Yeah, it was a red diaper baby, meaning, or New Zealanders would say a red a red nappy baby. It's you're born into a communist home. That's how you grew up. That's all you know. Pete Buttigieg was the same. Um, Kamala Harris was the same. So you've got a lot, Obama was the same. So you've got a real infiltration at the top levels. The radicals who marched in the Vietnam War era supported the North Vietnamese communists. They're now in their 60s and 70s, and they are running the Democratic Party. They are running the unions. They're running much of the media, many of the universities, and they want their revolution before they die. Yeah. You know, this is troubling uh, news. I'm, I'm sure too many people are watching right now. There's a lot of people that have suspected these types of things, but you have you have numbers. I, I want to go back to you mentioned China and their involvement in this. And I've been talking about China for a long time and how 
much influence they have in America over politicians, over yep. businesses, yep. Uh, the the trade agreements uh, that have been just, just destructive to America and the world, really, because I've seen that. And I think if you're just a thinking person, you've got to be able to see that America is in the way of China and China is massive. There's there's the population is massive. They have incredible strength. And I look at it and I just think people who just think, oh, we're just going through another presidency. We've gone through uh, ones in the past. We'll just go through this in four more years. Uh, we'll have another election. And no, it's, it's what's happening is a radical change. I, it looks to me like it is a coup. That's how I would describe yeah. it. But to have it coming from China is something that that I, I, I've seen. And they want America out of the way. They want world dominance. You have these leaders that are megalomaniacs. They got these huge, yeah. uh, the, the, these enormous egos that are, uh, you look at any world leader over his, in history, like a Mussolini, Hitler, you start looking at uh, leaders um, and you realize, you know, who out of the world leaders doesn't want to be the world leader? Uh, Putin. Um, this and Xi from China, I, I can only see it going that way. Look, look, it's 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 uh, there's always these evil people who just get up in the morning and think, I want to be the top dog, I want to run the whole planet, and communism gives them a vehicle to do that. Now, um, you know, you look at communist China. Part of it is they have a mat, they believe they have a destiny to rule the world, and that part of that's you know it goes to their Han Chinese culture. They sort of think of themselves a little bit of a master race, but also you know the Communist Party of China is eight hundred families. It's like a mafia, and they know if they do not keep expanding and keep growing, their own people are going to take them down. Mm-hmm. You know, so the, the sort of an impetus to drive forward, they have to go outwards. They have to invade other countries. They have to take power or they will be destroyed. And they understood that four more years of President Trump, he would do to them what Reagan did to the Communist Party mm-hmm. of the Soviet Union. They understood it was going to be him or it was going to be them. And they have done everything in this election from vote fraud to voter registration to deliberately promoting the COVID to burning American cities to make sure that President Trump failed. So with Antifa, you have uh, uh, work on Antifa also. So are they also uh, just like BLM? Uh, I didn't hear that about BLM before. So that, to oh, me, yeah. that is just Black Lives, That's Ma- also Black Lives from- Matter is a Chinese operation. It's a Maoist communist Chinese operation. That's straight up. It's run out of the it's run out of the Chinese consulate in San Francisco through a group called the Chinese Progressive Association, which started up a group called Asians for Black Lives, which is basically the guiding force of Black Lives Matter. Antifa. Antifa is the military wing of the Democratic Party. Antifa, like, would, would that be similar to the brown shirts or the yeah yeah look, well, well if you look at Antifa anti anti fascist. The the, yeah. the original Antifa was in was in you know pre pre World War Two Germany where you had the German Communist Party started Antifa units anti fascist street fighting units to fight against the Nazis so you had the brown shirts yeah. <clears throat> you had the brown shirts battling yeah, Antifa on the streets and when the brown shirts won a whole bunch of the Antifa switched over to the Nazis because really? it was just one yeah. street gang versus yeah. another. And the big, the 
So the Tough Street Gang won. So the Weaker Street Gang amalgamated with the Tough yeah. Street Gang. Yeah, I look at, at what's happening in America within the cities with the, as I look at the influence from BLM and Antifa, and that's what it has appeared to me, like different gangs, mm-hmm. but on a, a very well orchestrated, yeah. very well organized, and it gives also people who feel disfran- disenfranchised. Yeah. You, and you have a lot of people in America that have been taught in the universities or maybe the home they grew up in, they didn't have, you know, the, the, the family unit has really been all but destroyed in America. And I, I, yeah. I want to get to the church in a little yeah, bit, yeah. But, but I look at that and I think that's really what has happened here. And that's oh, yeah. why they've been able to have this Well, you've got all success. these fatherless boys and, and kids from broken homes that taught all their life in school that America is an evil country that got yeah. rich by ripping off the third world. And that this gives them meaning. They join the revolutionary movement and they're going to bring down fascism. They're going to bring down this horrible, racist, fascist America. And they're so indoctrinated this. It's such a cult for them. This, this is their life and they can't see past mm-hmm. it. You know, some of them grow up and mature, but this is an army of very dangerous kids on the street uh, who are well-funded well-supported, they're trained by the labor unions, they have many communist um, people influencing them, and they are an army designed to destroy anybody who stands in the way of the left. You know, they call themselves anti-fascist, mm-hmm. but their definition of fascist is Christians, mm-hmm. it's conservatives, it's Republicans, and Trump supporters. That's about 60% of America mm-hmm. is fascist, according to them. Yeah. So... Their definition of fascist is way, way different oh, yeah. than our different definition of fascist would be. Yeah, it is. When I listen to mainstream media, um, and the reason I listen to mainstream media sometimes is to know what they're saying. And so they blame white Christians and Christianity for a lot of things. And, you know, I can yeah. look biblically and understand that's the direction things are going to go. Um, but what's, you know, with Christianity, Christianity started over in the Mideast. It did yeah. not start. It did not start in America didn't or in Europe. In didn't start in Sweden. It, it started didn't start in Sweden. It didn't start in Switzerland. <laughs> None mm. of those things. And you look at it, but nevertheless, that's the narrative. It's on all coming through all of the mainstream and people believe what they hear. Yeah. Well, you then, you know. So I want to get into that in a few more minutes when we look at the enemy within the church, because I see some very disturbing things. Uh, I'm a pastor of a church. Um, our doors are open. Uh, we, we have church like I believe you're supposed to have church. That's what the Bible tells me in the New Testament. So therefore, we march forward and we have churches. Uh, the, our church is open. Tim's who you did an interview with, yep. uh, his church is open, a few others in California that are open, uh, but not many are. But I, I want to get to that in a few more minutes and to the Pope. But uh, let me ask you this, um, or define for our uh, viewers critical race theory. Yeah, great point. See, the old, the old Marxist paradigm, the old revolutionary paradigm was the workers would rise up and overthrow the bosses and take their wealth. You know, we're all being exploited by these few capitalists. But that doesn't work very well in America because you can start out dirt poor and end up really rich. Or you can start out really rich and end up, end up dirt poor. So the class struggle isn't so big here. But race is always with you. So critical race theory is Marxism applied to race. 
And one of the main um, promote, proponents of this was a man called James Cone, a black theologian. He wrote a book, Marxism and the Black Church, What Do They Have to Offer Each Other? He went to Cuba in 1982 to meet Fidel Castro. And one of the people he took with him was uh, a man called Jeremiah Wright, Obama's Jeremiah pastor, Wright. who was a big critical race theory guy. So what it means is critical race theory tells us that the people of color are being oppressed by white, the white Christian capitalist patriarchy. So if you're white, you're automatically part of that. You can be on food stamps, you can be destitute, but if you're white, you're automatically part of the oppressive white Christian patriarchy. And so the and, and you're intrinsically racist. According to this definition, only white people can be racist, mm -hmm. right? So the only way to end racism is to overthrow the white Christian capitalist patriarchy. This is the mission of Black Lives Matter, to overthrow Christianity, to overthrow the free market system, the American system, mm -hmm. to overthrow the existing power structures and, and start a, a socialism, a communism led by peoples of color. So it's the old Marxist paradigm, but using race more, emphasizing race more than class. And this is all over the world. We see it with the Maoris in New Zealand. We see it with the Aborigines in, in Australia. We see it all around the world. But in America, America's the number one target. That's why we see it so much yeah. here. So I, I look at America. I've, I've traveled to various parts of the world, and I've seen racism. It's it's very evident in some of the places I've been to. I look at America, and it is it, to me, it's a giant melting pot. Yeah. And I have seen people from all different backgrounds that have become very successful. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of very um, poverty-stricken white people in America also. The the valley that I live in is uh, largely Hispanic. And, um, and and so I look at, to me, it's, it's puzzling from this, if I didn't understand these things, mm. but, but I can understand the political side. I can also understand the biblical side to see how these things are coming together at this particular time. Yeah. And people believe these things. Well, that's right. You know, America is the least racist country in the world. You know, but, you know, you want to really know how to end racism? Do unto others as you would have done unto yourself. It's a very simple thing. But this is, this is, <clears throat> Black Lives Matter is nothing to do with racism. The old saying from the 60s, the issue is never the issue. The issue is mm -hmm. always the revolution. Mm -hmm. This is just a way of creating chaos yeah. and division and disorder. So they will invent, They look, they, these people will go out and paint swastikas on Jewish graves to create problems. They'll go out and put nooses outside black neighborhoods mm -hmm. to create division. They will stage, like the Jesse Mollett stunt yeah, in yeah, Chicago. You know, he was beaten up by a couple of white Trump supporters. All lies. Mm -hmm. It is just a way to keep the racial pot boiling, to cause civil war, to cause disorder, so the revolutionaries can come in and take over. Yeah. The issue is never the issue. The issue is always the yeah. revolution. Yeah, and uh, that uh, totally makes sense to me. Um, when I see social justice, um, I, I look at the Bible. In fact, the first book I have out, it's called America in the New World Order, and I presented in it that 
uh, the gospel of the last days would be social justice. Right. And that was uh, back in 2015 when I wrote it and published in 2016. And so I hear so much about social justice now. And I look and go, there is great, to me, there's great deception in this message of social yeah, justice. Yeah, well, social justice is just socialism. It's redistribution of wealth. Because a Christian, from a Christian perspective, you are responsible for yourself, your own sin, your own prosperity. Wherever you go in life, that's really on you, you know, for positive or negative. Social justice, like Marxism, Marxism says you are not an individual, you're just a product of social forces. So if you're a criminal, that's not your fault. It's just society made you that way. If you're poor, that's not your fault. That's just capitalism and you're the victim of capitalism. So social justice tells you that you are just a leaf in the wind and society should look after you. Society should steer your direction. You're really not an individual. And if you're suffering, you're poor, you're being racially oppressed, you must force other people to go give up their wealth, their time to redress the balance. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it's it's communism, mm-hmm. but it's been preached in churches all over America. Yeah, you know because we all believe in justice, but justice doesn't need a qualifier. Mm-hmm. Justice is justice. When you put social justice on it, you completely twist the concept and make it the reverse mm-hmm. of what justice really is. Yeah. I look at it and I just think it, it's it's disturbing to me because I can see the entire culture going that way. And I do believe it's going to affect the whole world. You you mentioned redistribution of wealth. And I, and I look at that, the redistribution of wealth, and I hear talk of a, um, a universal basic income. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. do you think it is going to come to that? Well, this is what they plan to – this is what the great global reset they're talking about. Mm-hmm. The, the the pandemic has set the stage for this global reset. Well, Steve, you know, obviously many businesses around the world have been destroyed by this mm-hmm. and people are going out of business, so we have to look after everybody. So we'll have to have a global reset where the government takes a much greater role and people will have – um, you know, a, a, an, a, an income given to them by the government, mm-hmm. a subsistence level income. And this is what communism always promised. Mm-hmm. So it's just a fancy word for world communism. Um, Got to realize if people, if the government gives you an income and it gives you so-called rights, it can take them away just as easily, especially if you offend the state especially if you preach things the state doesn't like, especially if you have beliefs that the government doesn't approve of. It puts you completely at the mercy of the government, and that's not a good place to be. No, it's not. Uh, When I look at the COVID crisis, I believe, this is my own personal belief, that it's it's being used as a tool for this purpose. And the the businesses that are being destroyed, I, I, I believe that that is intentional. Yeah. And, and it is for this purpose. So Hegel said this. Let me quote uh, this here. Uh, George Wilhelm Hegel. The state is God walking on earth. Mm-hmm. We must worship the state. All the worth which the human being possesses, he possesses only through the state. The state recognizes no authority but its own acknowledges no abstract rules of good and bad. The state is the ultimate end 
which has the highest right against the individual whose highest duty is to be a member of the state. And then it goes on from there. There's a lot more that's there. But that is the end. The end game in this, isn't it? Well, can you think of anything more opposed to Christianity than that? No, I can't. That, 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 and, and that's social justice, where the state is everything. You're just part of the state. You depend on the state. So how can Christians mm-hmm. be preaching this garbage in their churches? Well, that's and the, call them. Yeah. You know, how can they be consistent with their beliefs? Yeah, yeah. And I want to get there. We're almost there because I really yeah, want to get to it. But, yeah. but you do have the enemies within, which is your work on. That's a politics in america well that that book that movie enemies within which had three million views on amazon prime i'll say until i took it down two weeks before the election imagine that i wonder why that is about the massive communist and islamist infiltration to the u.s congress that's where i prove my claim Mm -hmm. that there's about 100 members of the congress and 25 members of the senate who couldn't pass a background check to drive a school bus So they are running committees. They run the Homeland Security Committee, the Armed Services Committee, the Intelligence Committee. All of the main committees in Congress are run by Marxists. And if the Democrats take over the Senate, that would be the case in the Senate as well. So that book, that movie is giving you a real rundown on the massive Marxist infiltration Mm -hmm. of the U.S. government. And it's way bigger than most people. It's not just Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's a Johnny-come-lately. This, this has been going on for a long time. It's uh, just reaching a climax now. Yeah, You mentioned, I want our viewers to hear this real clearly. You mentioned, I heard, heard you mention it before, that these people in Congress and Senate, you said, could not pass a background check to drive a bus. No. And you've mentioned the various background checks you need for just about everything. But you do not need that background check to to run for office in America. You, you don't. You, well, even for run for office, but you'd think you would need it if you got appointed to the chairman of the Intelligence Committee overseeing the CIA, the FBI, the, the NSA, all 16 of your intelligence agencies. There are no background checks in Congress whatsoever. Now, do you think maybe the Chinese know about this? Yeah. Or the Iranians Uh or the Russians or the Muslim Brotherhood? And you think maybe they might try and get some of their people into the U.S. government to do what they want. Maybe that's why we had a nuclear deal with Iran. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's why we've got open borders. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that's why a whole bunch of things happen. And that is why things happen. We've got so, we are so infiltrated by foreign agents that America is not really run by America most of the time. Yeah. It, it, I, I look at this and I see the direction that, I, that the Bible tells us things are going to go in the last days. I also find it interesting. You have China, who we know China treats Muslims. Yeah. It, horribly. But yet in America, for the destruction of America, you have these radical Islamic people that are in various parts of our uh, from um, running various parts of not just secular industry, yeah. but in government, in the even FBI. in the military, in the FBI, in the CIA, uh, knowing what China would do to them. But they're also at the same time in bed with China. Yeah, because their hatred of America is so deep. Their hatred of Israel and America is so mm-hmm. deep. They are just working together to destroy these two two countries. Yeah. And maybe they will fight each other after we're out of the picture. Yeah. That's a little bit late for us. Yeah. But they are they are 
Islam and communism are completely working together to destroy this country and Israel, and uh, they're doing pretty yeah. well. Unfortunately. Yeah, they, they are. In fact, I, I also know from the book of Daniel, they will fight each other after us. And uh, as I look at it right now, I think America is in the way of of keeping things happening to Israel that they would like to do also. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, when I look at the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation paints a very clear picture that in the last days, there's going to be a socialistic or communistic, I would say, government that is going to be attempting to, to run the world. But America stands in the way of that happening, where you even have to be identified. And now we hear about all this identification that's going to take place with um, with everything. You aren't going to be able to go into, you aren't going to be able to travel without your vaccines. We know that's exactly. coming and that's coming soon. So we, we hear this. I look at those things as conditioning for what's coming. But that's another message I'm going to do on my own in the upcoming future while you're here. Let's now get to. Uh, I want to, well, let me ask you a little bit more about critical race theory. And yeah. uh, you mentioned uh, Jeremiah Wright. Um, and then also you have, I think, uh, uh, theologian Joseph Fletcher. Yep. Right. And then and then we have the, the challenges that um, we're, we're just going to get us to the church with Lyndon Johnson. Because um, right. Lyndon Johnson was also a problem for race in America that people uh, do not understand. Absolutely. And a problem for the church. Yeah. It's a problem for both. But who was Joseph Fletcher? Well, Joseph, well, a lot of people would have heard the, the, the phrase situation ethics. You know, and that is the dominant ethical system in the, in the Western world today. The old, in the old fashioned days, the Ten Commandments were your measure of what is ethical, what is moral, what is right and wrong. Joseph Fletcher was an American theologian, um, Protestant theologian, um, very active in the 50s and the 60s. He wrote a book in 1966 called Situation Ethics, and it took the world by storm. It changed the church. It changed American society, and it came just at the time of the free love in the mm -hmm. 60s and all the, you know, the flower power, and it really transformed things because his argument was this. The old, the old ideas are wrong. The old ideas are outdated. Your moral decisions should be made on the basis of love and the situation, the circumstances you find yourself in. So theoretically, if you love your family and your family's starving, it's perfectly acceptable to go and steal some food from the local supermarket to save them. Every cowardly pastor who says, I love my church, but I'm not going to tell people the truth. I'm going to tell them half the truth because if I told them all the truth, they might walk and leave my church. So I'm going to sugarcoat this. That's situation ethics. Joseph Fletcher invented this concept. It is the dominant moral system in America today. But the problem is this. Joseph Fletcher left the church after he wrote the book, declared himself an atheist, and set up a society that promoted euthanasia for retarded children up to 10 years old. He was wow. identified as a Communist Party supporter in, in congressional testimony. He was involved in Communist Party fronts in the 30s in Alabama and in, uh, in Ohio. He was involved in Soviet fronts supporting Stalin. He helped Margaret Sanger set up Planned Parenthood. He started the abortion wow. movement. And this guy influenced America because he posed as a Christian. But he was a communist all along. 
but he transformed the morality of this nation and we're still feeling the impacts mm -hmm. of him today. But most people don't know he was a Marxist-Leninist Stalinist. Yeah. Well, you can see how that's led us to where we are today. Absolutely it has. Um, I, I look at it like this, and I think there's a name for this. I'm, I'm going to do a message on it someday after I figure it out more. But it looks to me like what's happening with the church and with America. And I, I, I fault a lot of what's happening in America with on the church. Mm. But this is... To me, this is Satan's end goal is all the way over here. And so he sets up these radical things that people push against and say, I don't want any of that radical stuff. But then we tend to agree with them in the middle. Yeah. Well, we we'll compromise. We'll, we'll, we'll compromise. It's OK here. Yeah. I see this as probably what's going to happen here in America with politics. And we'll we'll be willing to say, well, the 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 Marxism in America. Look, we still have some good stuff. Yeah. We still have some freedom. We'll be given a little bit, but Satan's really effective at getting us a little yeah. bit at a time over over here or the, the communists. Yeah. And I, I'm sure there's a name for how that works. Well, it's it, gradualism. It's, um, you know, OK, you push out with a real radical Obamacare and the Republicans push it back a bit. But now we've got 80 percent of Obamacare yeah. and the Republicans aren't pushing anymore. Yeah. So it's incrementalism. You get you You go for a whole lot. You meet halfway. And then you go for a whole bunch more. And then you eventually yeah. get them all the way over. It's like it's selling a, a car. Well, a friend of mine used to be a communist, and he said, and when you're a communist, this is how you negotiate. What's mine is mine. What's yours is negotiable. That's how that is, you negotiate you as there. a communist. That's yeah. your starting point yeah. of negotiation. Yeah. You don't give up yeah. anything. You just make them mm -hmm. give up stuff until it, I've got nothing left. And that's where the church is, is going. Yep, the church has compromised uh, so much now. Lyndon Johnson. Lyndon Johnson was, uh, for, of course, an American president during the Vietnam War, um, followed on from Kennedy when Kennedy was assassinated. Lyndon Johnson did two egregious things, I think. One of them was his Great Society, which was a massive expansion of welfare in America. And that was inspired by my, a guy called Michael Harrington, a Marxist, the founder of Democratic Socialists of America, you know, Ocasio-Cortez, mm -hmm. which is actually worse than the Communist Party. Mm -hmm. But they massively expanded welfare. They targeted black families to get black families slaves to the Democratic mm -hmm. Party. And, and Johnson is famously quoted saying some horrible words about black people mm -hmm. and how they would be, they would get them voting Democrat for 200 mm -hmm. years because of this program. And it destroyed the black family. Mm -hmm. You know, look, the black, black community in this country had lower illegitimacy rates and lower divorce rates than the white community in the 50s and higher church going rates. And the great society made the state the father. The black father was no longer needed. And look at this. Look at the results. It's terrible. It is terrible. And the other thing he did, he, look, Lyndon Johnson had a lot of socialists around him. He was active in groups that would have been classified as communist fronts in the 1930s. In 1955 or 56, when he was a senator, he introduced a change to the U.S. tax code called the Johnson Amendment. And what this did was told churches they couldn't endorse candidates because if they did, they would lose their tax-free status. Well, every cowardly pastor in the country said, hallelujah, I can expand this. I can say, I can't talk about politics mm -hmm. at all. I can't talk about 
And I don't call it politics. Mm. I call it civic responsibility. Mm. We were given three things to govern us. We were given the church, the family, and civil government. And this Johnson Amendment took the Christians out of civil government and handed it to the to the state, to the to the socialists. And this is this is what in a few years after the Johnson Amendment, they took prayer out of schools. Then a few years after that they passed Roe v. Wade, legalizing abortion. Could they have done those two things had they not neutralized the churches first? It was a program. Mm-hmm. Let's get the pesky Christians out of yeah. politics. And then we can do all yeah. the socialism we want. Yeah. And they're and they're very successful at it. You know, the, yeah. the plan has worked and I and I um am I'm I'm troubled by what I see going on in America with churches. I'm very thankful for the pastors who we I've been able to link arms with their their doors are open. But we're here in California. You know, I, this is me, and, and I'm not trying to offend anybody in some of the other states that aren't as restrictive. New York is yeah. restrictive. Certain states, some of the states are not restrictive, and their churches are not open. Their pastors still won't open the doors. Yeah. And that, to me, is very bothersome, but I also believe it shows the state of the church in America. God tells us that judgment begins at the house of God. And I look, and I've heard you say recently that it appears that God, what would you say, separating the wheat from the chaff or something yeah, like that? Yeah, that's what I think is happening now. Yeah, I, I do too. Uh, you also made, had another quote, and I loved it. You have a, a Sunday, there's Sunday Christians and committed Christians. Yeah. And God is separating the, those. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if you look at America right now, you can go to you can go to casinos, you can go to the supermarket, but in a lot of states you can't go to church. The Democratic Party um, in the last session passed a law, the Equality Act, through the Congress. And if Biden is president and they get the Senate, this will be mm-hmm. law. And that gave LGBT LGBTQ rights made them superior to your religious conscience, meaning say. If a pastor doesn't believe in gay marriage, a homosexual couple can come into his church and demand to get married. And if he doesn't do that, they'll get slapped with a $5 million civil rights lawsuit from the Justice Department. So you, if, if, if Christians cannot see the coming persecution mm-hmm. of the churches, I don't know what it takes. Yeah. Because you have seen in these blue states a, a, a concerted program to shut down churches keep people out of church, break the bonds between the church and the community, and the shame is the pastors are colluding in that. Yeah. The pastors are helping the state break those bonds. Yes, they are. And you so look what, at too it, many of them are. Oh, yeah. And you've, so right now, I would guess just 80 to 90% of the churches have, have gotten out of the fight right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. And so, you, so it's a much smaller group. But... There's the ones that are still operating and vocal and and preaching the truth are still in the way. And and, and they're growing. Yeah, they are. And they're moving forward. But they are the problem and the persecution will come. I'm convinced because uh, the goal for the end game of America isn't going to happen as long as you still have these voices in America who are able to operate within churches. Uh, Hitler had to get rid of that voice. Any dictator in China, look what happens in China right now. Yeah, China's cracking down because they're getting ready for a big push and they've got to cleanse their society from what they would 
would term as subversive elements, like genuine churches. Yeah. You know, and so look, we are we are heading for a big persecution. Yeah. And you don't have to be a, pro- a prophet or study Bible prophecy to see that. You just have to yeah. study history books. And the communists are coming after the churches because they know they're one of the last things standing in their way. Look, I'm not exaggerating, folks. This is a communist revolution unfolding in our in this in the greatest country in the world right now. It can be rolled back, it can be stopped, but we haven't got a lot of time yeah. left. If and people, the churches should be the ones pushing back. Should most. Be, we have to stand up. You know, uh, you said something earlier before we were on the program. Uh, tonight was that, uh, and we both see this the same way. Uh, when you read what you look at history, and then you hear what's coming, the rhetoric that's out there right now, mm-hmm. uh, the narrative that's out, they're telling us yeah. exactly what they're going to do. So I come from the biblical side, and God tells us this is what they're going to do. So we're both looking at it and saying, "Wait, these things are coming together," mm-hmm. and it's, and it is coming exactly as you're saying. Again, if somebody tells me they're going to break into my house at two o'clock in the morning, Thursday night, good idea to listen. Isn't it's it? a good, and I'm going to be prepared. I'm yeah. going to prepare my family. I'm going to make sure everybody's protected. They are telling us we're going to destroy. Listen to this. I, I, I know you're familiar with this. This just happened in New York uh, recently with the Supreme Court ruling yeah. in yeah. favor of churches, uh, religious organizations, churches, synagogues, so forth, in favor that Como's restrictions were for restricting people attending and so forth. I wasn't allowed to do that. So Como says that the Supreme Court ruling is irrelevant and biased because it now has Amy Coney Barrett on the Supreme Court. So that is how they just, well, therefore, and the problem is this is how, Many most uh, it seems like most of these leaders or a lot of these leaders are thinking the same way. So they're they're strengthening each other on the other side. Say mm. we don't care what the Supreme Court even says about that. Is that your phone? I thought I turned my, it off. My phone has done that. I've been sitting in uh, speaking at a, at a conference, and and I was I had spoken and I went and sat down to listen to the next speaker. We're and he's talking about very similar things. To this and I'm sitting there and all of a sudden my phone went off like that. It was super loud yeah. and somebody has sent me this this stupid thing and it opened up and I was I was embarrassed. So I, I totally get it. Listen, believe yeah. me, I've done it and it's been really embarrassing. Yeah. But I look at that in New York. We don't I don't care yeah. what the Supreme Court says and they're biased. Well, therefore, we're going to do what is, Direct rebellion against the civil authority. That that is an act of rebellion. I don't like the law. I'm a governor of a state. I will not obey yeah. it. That's 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 secessionary yeah. talk, and and they should be held to account for that. The Supreme Court is there to protect the rights, the God given rights of Americans. This is the first country in the world. On, on, based on the system that your rights come from God, not the state, and you had a constitution to protect those rights. And he's saying, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You've got a judge on there I don't like. I don't like your decision. I'm going to oppress the Christians in my jurisdiction and tough, yeah. tough luck. That, what, what more lawlessness can you get than that? Yeah. 
It's exactly what we see, lawlessness, which also happens to be one of the things that are mentioned in the Bible of the last days. But this, listen, listen to this. This is a quote from H.G. Wells after he talked about how he, he envisioned this utopian society with the elite ruling, the elite class, and everything he's envisioning is what the attempt is right now. But he said this in his book, The New World Order, he wrote, this is a quote, Countless people will hate the New World Order, and they will die protesting against it. And you look at it, you go, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's." I mean, we, we look at what's happened over in Europe. We see protests over there a lot. Um, and we can see what's happening here in America. We hear what Como says. We don't really care mm-hmm. about the churches. We don't care what the Supreme Court says. And so you have a work on Civil War, I think, 2017. Yeah, yeah. And so do you see that is what's going to happen? Do you th- do you think that people will rise up or what? I, I think people will try. But what the, what we've got to understand is a lot of people think they can, look, we're just going to let civil government, let the, let the commies run right. We've got all the guns. We don't have to worry. We'll just rise up and sort them out. Well, there's two big assumptions there. One is that the U.S. Army will not side with the government, and I have every reason to believe it will because Obama put so many socialist generals in there, it's unbelievable. And the other is that um, the Democrats won't call in their Russian, Chinese, um, Cuban, Venezuelan, Iranian friends to fight on American soil under a U.N. banner to restore order. Wow. I don't think we have a military option here. We have got to keep fighting on the civil front to preserve liberty in this country as long as we possibly can. See, I don't know when the end is coming. I don't know the last days. My view is we fight every single yeah. inch of the way. And when it happens, it happens. Yeah. But you've got to be fighting all the way. A- absolutely. And that's. Uh, there, I think there's too many people that just think Christians – they would just think, well, let's just let it all unfold. Well, that's been the problem that has happened within America and the churches all along. Well, we'll just teach the nice things in the Bible. Yeah. We won't stand. No, we need to be involved. Um, yes, you, yeah. you know, you look at the American Revolution. You start looking. Well, wait a minute. People have died for the freedoms that we have because the freedoms are given to us by God in the Bible. Absolutely. And now Christians are saying, well, let's just let it all unfold. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, you think about this, you know. <clears throat> The revolution was fought over religious liberty. It wasn't over tea taxes or anything like that. It was because you had 13 colonies led by people who had fled Europe and fleeing religious persecution. They came thousands of miles across the sea. They starved. They lost half their people. They eventually got a foothold and they established this wonderful country. And they had they they protected their religious liberty. The revolution was led by the black-robed regiments. You know, the pastors with the Bible in one hand and the long rifle in the other. And so, and this this country has done more to spread the gospel around the world than any other. It saved more people from tyranny than any other, lifted more people out of poverty than any other, built more churches and hospitals and schools than any other. 
and you have American Christians enjoying all this wondrous bounty, thinking they have zero responsibility to pass that on to the next generation. Yeah. How do they figure that one? Yeah. It's terrible. There's there's people who are alive right now in America that fought in Vietnam. Yeah. Uh, there's still some around that even fought in World War II. Mm. And watching America today and people just church people, which is, again, uh, I struggle with uh, the most. Um, well, my country was facing invasion in World War II. And it was American Christian boys who picked up guns and stopped the Japanese at Midway and Guadalcanal and the Coral Sea. We would have been done without those yeah. boys picking up, picking up arms and risking their lives to save us. Mm-hmm. So don't tell me any American who thinks we can just let this all go. We've got no responsibility. I'm going to get raptured tomorrow anyway. Don't worry about it. Well, if they think they're going to get raptured, Let's, let's see them stop paying their mortgages. Yeah. Let's see them stop mowing their lawns yeah. Yeah. and brushing their teeth. Yeah, if you really believe that kind of stuff. Yeah. I know a guy who was out there proclaiming the rapture was going to come, and he kept on he set a date, and he kept on telling people to send him money. And they kept sending him money, and he had just taken out a two-year lease on, on a new piece of property that he was going to use for his ministry that went <laughs> – Almost two years after the date of the rapture. Look, well, that you know, tells there's, you there's lies and everything. We yeah. do not know the day or the hour we're, that Jesus look, we're, is coming. We're arrogant to think we can. We don't get to decide that. Yeah. We have a responsibility right now to steward and, and steward this planet the very best yeah. we can and pass whatever liberty and prosperity we have onto our children to keep things going. That's our responsibility. That might be taken out of our hands yeah. tomorrow, but we've got to live it Every second, because we don't get to decide when it all finishes. I see people that come from Mexico and from other countries to come to America. And now they're starting to warn the very things they left Mm. are happening here. And they're very troubled. You're you're from New Zealand. You're here warning, warning Mm. America about what uh, is happening. You you talk to some Russians, you talk to Vietnamese and Cubans, they're tearing their hair out because they've seen this before. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend from our church. From China. Mm. And uh, she, she's really troubled. She still has family back in China, but she's watching what's happening here. And it's happening so fast. I had another friend from Romania yeah. that said, you, it's the exact same thing is happening here in America. Uh, I want to ask you this. Uh, the Pope, I, I, I am troubled by the Pope. Um, pope, is he a Marxist, communist? What is he? He's a communist. Look, look, Pope, Pope Francis, he talks openly about how he used to hide communist literature from the authorities for his communist friends. He couldn't wait for the communist newspaper to be delivered to, delivered to his office every year, every, every week. You know, his parents fled fascist Italy to Argentina. Well, that was sort of a, a bit of a clue that they were probably communists too. Mm-hmm. And so, not that I'm saying fascists were good, but the it's the fascists were chasing the communists out, just like the Nazis mm. chased the communists before World War II. He's a Marxist. He's done everything you would expect of a Marxist ideologue. And right now, he's stacking the College of Cardinals with mm. people just like him to carry on when he's gone. So, you know... How? What else? What? Who else but a Marxist would make a deal with the Communist Party of China to give them authority over yeah. Chinese Catholics? Yeah. How can you believe that? It's awful. You know, and and so he's working with the the Muslims. He's working 
He's talking about social justice. He's talking about redistribution of wealth, ending borders. He's never knocked down the walls around the Vatican, but he wants us to get rid of our borders so anybody who wants to come here can. Yeah. You know, people say, well, but, you know, to me, borders are pretty biblical. You know, how many times do the Israelites have to build a wall around their town to keep them safe? Yeah. You know, it's a very the, – the Old Testament is full of national security oh, yeah. issues. Yeah, yeah, it is. Very deeply. Uh, yeah. So when I look at the Pope, you mentioned he hasn't torn down the, the walls around the Vatican. No, I listen no. to all these people that are telling us we need to tear down the walls. Uh, I bet if I went to Nancy Pelosi's house or Newsom's yeah, house yeah, or, yeah. or Biden's house or Obama's house, I bet they have some uh, pretty nice walls that are protecting anybody from coming I there. Think they, I think they will. And, and you know, everybody knows – Look, if you cannot protect your family, your home, your business, or your country, what do you have? Yeah. If you have no sovereignty, you need borders to maintain sovereignty. And that's simple. And we're the only country in the world told we must rip down our borders so any communist who wants to come here can come here, so millions of people can come here to vote the Democratic Party into permanent mm -hmm. power. Yeah. That's all it's for. Yeah. So... Yeah, the Pope and the Pope is enabling this stuff. Yeah, he is. And 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 I know lots of very dedicated conservative traditional Catholics who are just tearing their hair out. Yep. They 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 are beside themselves of what's happening to yeah. their church. I, I would say this from my perspective. What's uh, also in the Book of Revelation? Uh, it talks about a leader in the last days, the false prophet, who has two horns like a lamb, but he speaks like a dragon. In other words, he's gonna. He's going to appear to be very Christian mm. to many people, but what he the message he actually gives is of the devil himself. Right. And and that's yeah. what I see in this Pope. And I look and go, you know, there's some very alarming things. And I also I know a lot of Catholics that are very disturbed by this Pope. And I know a lot of Protestants that love what's happening. And there's great deception that's going on uh, yeah. in the world right now. And I'm very, I'm very troubled by it. And I do believe we are very limited on time and we need to act ASAP. But I love how you said that, the great exhortation that we need to fight. And mm -hmm. nowhere, there's nowhere in the Bible do you find Jesus saying, well, just uh, don't enter into it. Don't stand up for righteousness. Just let, if you see everything going to hell, yeah, if you, yeah. you see all these, the, the people just being oppressed, just let them be oppressed. Yeah. No, you find out actually the opposite, especially in the Old Testament, the leaders oppress the people. And that was one of the reasons why God judged them. And yeah. so you look at this and you go, okay, we are supposed to be standing up for everything that you're saying here. Yeah. Again, I want to yeah. well, say Well, oppression is evil. Oppression is satanic. You know, the whole basis of Christianity is free will, that you mm -hmm. choose. Yeah. You've got to choose. How, well, how can you choose freely in a tyrannical society? Yeah. How can you exercise your conscience? So any Christian who doesn't believe in liberty and opposes tyranny, how can, they be how can that be consistent yeah. with their views? Yeah. It, absolutely. It's fantastic having you with me on this program today. I, I know everybody loved this. Again, I want to encourage you to pick up Trevor's work here. Let me get it there. Uh, the Enemies Within, and then also a White House Reds. And uh, so there's that. And then you have several other things. Go to your website. What's best? Yeah. Uh, Amazon, what's the best way to well, get Well, trevorloudon.com is okay. the quickest way to get stuff. If you want signed copies of my book, go to trevorloudon.com. Okay. So just my name with .com on the end of it. I've got several books there, several movies. 
if you want to know, we're in a war and you need to know your enemy. Because if you don't know your enemy, you've got no chance of winning or even delaying the inevitable, yeah. you know, defeat. Or, or I, know, I don't think defeats are inevitable. Yeah. But, yeah, so trevorloudon.com, um, they will open your eyes. I can promise yeah. you that. And you, you're dealing – we're both coming at the same thing from a slightly different yeah. angle. You know, I'm looking at I, – I look at this what's going on in the secular world. I see the patterns developing, the revolutionary. Mm -hmm. You're looking at more from a biblical perspective – but you're right, they coincide. Yeah. They, yeah. They, they match up. Yeah, and we have these warnings. And Jesus did say to, that these are warnings. We're giving them over and over. We're told to watch and be ready, not just lay down and let it all go. And we need to stay in the fight. Listen, I want to thank everybody. Uh, thank all of you for watching tonight. And also, listen, if you want more information from me, go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com, and, and hit contact us, and you can email me. And listen, I know I get a lot of people on Facebook that are trying to get a hold of me. I answer those as often as I can, but there's a lot that comes in. So if you don't hear from me for a while, I'll eventually get to them, but just be patient, and uh, I'll get to those too. But thank you very much uh, for uh, being with us tonight. Uh, God bless and thank you, Trevor. It's wonderful having you. Thank you. It's great, a great honor to be here. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.